Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Um, wasn't able to be here last week because of the snow, and um, we were disappointed, but uh, we had church right in our house. We opened up the Word of the Lord and just uh, started reading, and we had prayer as a family, and uh, I'm thankful that uh, we do have a sanctuary that we can come to and worship and praise the Lord, but I'm also thankful that we can feel the presence of the Lord anywhere. Amen? That's awesome. That's the kind of God that we serve today, that He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time, and I'm thankful for that this morning. First of all, I want to open up by saying uh, thank you to this church for uh, making my family and myself so welcome. Um, You do have such an awesome um, openness, loving spirit um, that is just wonderful, and uh, it's not everywhere. I will tell you that. I've been to other churches and I've been other places and uh, it's not everywhere, but you have a wonderful, wonderful, loving, kind spirit, uh, everyone. And it, it, I think it's reflected right from your pastor and his, and his wife. I really believe that. Um, it's without a doubt. Um, that's where that comes from. And I'm so thankful for that. And I'm thankful for my pastor um, and everything that he's done for us and helped us through this transition. And I'll speak more about that um, here in, in the message that I, I talked to you about. Um, you all have been so great. And uh, this has not been an easy um, transition for my family and myself. It's probably been easier on us adults, my wife and I, than it is my 15-year-old son and 12-year-old daughter. But uh, through it all, I know that uh, God's got a reason. He's got a purpose. And that's what I'm going to speak to you about a little bit this morning. But thank you so much for making us welcome here um, at Abundant Life. It is a wonderful church. It really is. Um, I want to read uh, from Ezekiel 37 this morning. Ezekiel 37 and 1. And it says, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. That's my scripture text for this morning. Ezekiel said, the hand of the Lord was upon me. He knew what what it was to have the hand of the Lord upon him. How many can say they know what it's like to have the hand of the Lord upon you? I can't make it a day without the hand of the Lord upon my life. I can honestly say that. Call me weak, call me simple, call me whatever you want, but I'll admit it. I can't make it a day without the hand of the Lord upon my life, upon my family, upon my church, 
I can't make it. I have to have the hand of the Lord. Now that I know what it is to have the hand of the Lord upon me, I don't want to go a day without it. What a blessing it is to know when you wake up in the morning that you're going to have the hand of the Lord upon your life, protecting you, guiding you, and blessing you throughout that day. What an awesome, awesome thing it is. I cherish it. I cherish it now. I don't want to go a day without the hand of the Lord upon me. Uh, we live in a world where people are afraid of all kinds of things. They wake up afraid. They go to bed afraid. And, you know, I heard the other day that at one of the malls that uh, people were shopping at, um, there was a package that was left, and uh, they didn't recognize the package, so they called the police, and the police came over and, um, you know, evacuated the whole mall. And people were afraid, you know, in light of what's happened over the past 10 to 12 years. I, I see that. I see why that people would be afraid of something like that. You know, it didn't turn out to be anything, but they were still afraid. I tell you, when I wake up in the morning, I'm glad I don't have to worry about being afraid of anything because the hand of the Lord is upon me. Ezekiel knew that. Ezekiel knew that the hand of the Lord was upon him and he knew what it felt like and that's, that's awesome. But what's really frightening to me um, uh, more than anything is what if I didn't have that hand upon me? I remember what it was like not to have that comfort to know that the hand of the Lord was upon me. I remember that. But that, that's, what would, that's what scares me because there are so many other people out there that wake up every day without that same comfort, without that same feeling. But they can know him, can't they? I believe that. I believe that they can know that. Um, we live in a very confusing time as well. Um, just, just because you're a child of God doesn't mean that you don't know why things happen to you. Things happen that um, sicknesses, uh, diseases, uh, loss of jobs, um, things happen in our life sometimes that we just don't know why it's there, why it's happening to us. Um, but if we can know without a shadow of a doubt that we've got the comfort of the hand of the Lord upon us, it can carry us through those times, those valleys, those mountaintops, whatever it is. Without, without the hand of the Lord upon us, um, it, it is very confusing. So Ezekiel said, the hand of the Lord was upon me. Then he said, the spirit of the Lord carried me, lifted me up and caught me up in the spirit. Just as much as I need the hand of the Lord, I need the spirit of the Lord even more. I was 19 years old when I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Um, uh, we're just family here this morning, so I'll tell you about my testimony, brother. Um, Kylie knows it already. Um, we're going to college, and I was working in an IGA grocery store, and I was working in the bakery deli, and I saw this pretty blonde that was a checker that was working in the same store. And I asked her if uh, she'd go out with me. And uh, she said, only if you come to church with me. I said, okay. 
said, uh, I've really never had a date at church before, but that's fine. I'll, I'll be glad to. So uh, unbeknownst to me, I showed up at the Apostolic Church in Centralia, Illinois on a Sunday evening and with an evangelist there. And um, the Spirit of the Lord was moving, just like it's supposed to be in an apostolic church. And uh, the Lord touched me. And before I knew it, at the end of the service, I was up standing around the altar and had my hands raised and crying and snot rolling down my face. And uh, just the presence of the Lord hit me. And they asked me, they said, uh, have you ever been baptized in Jesus' name? And I said, no, I haven't. And they said, you, this, let me show you where you need this. And they opened up the word of the Lord right there. And they said, this is where it says that you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And when you are, you're going to be filled with his presence as the Spirit gives the utterance. And I said, you know what? If it says it, I want to do it. So right then, they marched me up and put me in a jumpsuit and um, <laughs> took me down and was, uh, baptized me. And when I come up out of the water, I lifted my hands and the Spirit of the Lord hit me and I start speaking with other tongues. And uh, that was my first date with my wife now. <laughs> so that was 28 years ago, December 8th. 28 years I've been blessed to be filled with his presence. Praise the Lord for that. Um, but, you know, that's, my wife calls it missionary dating. That was her missionary dating. Um, but it's awesome, the presence of the Lord in my life. Now, that was my initial experience. But since then, since that day, I've had to be filled over and over and over again. Because the Bible says it's a, 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 a well of living water springing up. It, it, it's, it's an everyday thing. It's not just, it was then, not a past experience, it's a today experience. And I don't want a day to go by that I don't feel his presence, that I don't have that inside of me. Now, I can't say that I'm perfect. I don't, I'm not saying that at all. But I don't want a, a, a service to go by that I don't get the presence of the Lord upon me, that I don't have that feeling. It's a comfort that's what it is. The Holy Ghost is a comfort. And it, it, and it gives it joy and gives peace. And that, in this troubled world, is, <laughs> is more than anything else that anybody else can ever give you. Amen? It's more than this world can promise. But God can give that to you. Amen. So it, it, it's awesome. It's an awesome, awesome experience. Um, let's see. The Bible says, uh, let's see, not, it's not dead. The, 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 the Holy Ghost is not dead. It's not uh, stagnant. It's, it's flowing and it's springing up in you. And I want it springing up in me every day. And when we pray as a family at night, you know, I, I try to instill, and my, both my kids have been uh, baptized and received the Holy Ghost and I'm thankful for that. But I want them to realize that it's not all about their initial experience. That's awesome, and that's something that, you know, you can mark on the calendar, but what happens to you every day going forward? That you know that when you're driving down the road and you turn on that Holy Ghost music and you start worshiping the Lord, you can speak in tongues right there in your vehicle. 
Or you know what, last Sunday when, when we didn't, weren't able to come to church, we can have church right there in our house. It can, it can happen right there in your living room. You can, you can get the Holy Ghost, and I've heard this, people receiving the Holy Ghost right in their home or in somebody else's home during a home Bible study. Amen? So God is everywhere, and I'm so thankful for that today. So Ezekiel knew what the hand of the Lord was, and he knew what the Spirit of the Lord was. Amen? So, um, then he said, but Ezekiel said this, he said, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit. And then he said this, and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. He said, he set me down he set me down in the midst of the valley of dry bones. He set him down, but he didn't let him down. And that's what I want to talk to you about that the Lord gave me months ago, that my set down is not a let down. God will, there's two different things there. There's a set down and a let down. But I've never known God ever. He has never ever let me down. And I've been in church now for 28 years, and I've never seen someone let down by God. Amen? God will not let you down. He may set you down, but he will not let you down. So your set down is not a let down. And Ezekiel went through this. Um, God will never, ever let you down. But there are times when he will set you down. God has revealed this simple thing to me during one of my set downs. I never thought that I would move from my little hometown of Centralia, Illinois. Live there all my life. My wife, my family's there. Um, the cemetery that holds my mom and dad is there. Um, never thought that I'd ever move. My deer hunting place is there. Uh, my St. Louis Cardinals are close to me over there in St. Louis. Uh, never thought that I'd ever have to move from my home, home place. And when the opportunity came for this job and we prayed about it as a family, um, it was a very, very tough thing to do. Um, in southern Illinois, uh, it's a very depressed area. The economy's not very good, um, and there aren't a lot of jobs there. And we felt that the Lord was giving us an open door. And you know, in your life, there are shut doors and there are open doors. And you walk through the ones that are open and you stop at the ones that are shut. And we felt that this was an open door. Now, it's not been an easy move. It's not been an easy transition as far as everything going smoothly. So you seem to want to question God sometimes. God, is this really what you meant for me to do? You know, Lord, if you had an open door, I thought everything was supposed to be carpeted on the other side of that door. <laughs> It, it's, 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 it's supposed to be flat, no hills, no valleys, no ice, 
no snow, carpet. But, uh, but you know, that's not the way God always works. He puts you in situations to teach you something. And you go through things sometimes to make you stronger. And I'm learning this, that my set down was not a let down by God. And through this, I know there is a reason and there is a purpose, okay? And the next verse that Ezekiel said, after he said that he set him down in that valley of dry bones, it said, and caused me to pass by them round about and caused him, it caused him. Everything God does, there is a cause. There is a because. And I know that that cause, there is something that's gonna come out of this, okay, for me and my family. It may be to teach somebody a home Bible study up here that needs it. It may be for me to witness to my coworkers and then be saved. I work for a, a Jewish family that doesn't even believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Maybe it's to witness to them and be the light to them that they will see who the Messiah is, who the one true God is. I don't know what that cause is yet, but I know he always has a cause. A buddy called me uh, from church after I came up here, and I, I was, for the first three months, I traveled home every Friday night, and I came back every Saturday or Sunday night. I drove six hours one way and six hours back. Every weekend, I did that for three months. And it, I'll be honest with you, it was tough. It was challenging to find a cause for God, why he moved me and why he put me here. With my family six hours away and me staying in a motel every night, it was tough. It was challenging, I'll be honest. And when I would travel back and forth, you know, I would put on my my gospel tapes and my CDs and I would listen and I would try to encourage myself but sometimes I got down it's not easy going through things by yourself sometimes and I had a buddy call me who's a state trooper for Illinois and he, he said um, I felt like I should call you and encourage you and I said man I need it I said uh, and that's why you should always Communicate with your brother and sister. Don't be afraid to go up and pat them on the back if you feel the Lord impressing you and encourage them and uplift them. Don't be afraid to do that. And don't be afraid to do that with me if you feel that. I'm not offended by it at all, trust me. I need it sometimes. And so he called and he said, I wanna let you know what's going on in my life. He said, you know, I, I've been a state trooper for 20 years and I've, I haven't had to work on Sundays ever never on Sundays. And he said, I just been assigned, I look at my new schedule and they've assigned me to start working on Sunday mornings. Now, just like our church here, we only had one service on Sunday morning down there at our church. And so he was going to have to miss most Sunday mornings. And he lived for church, sat right on the second pew I mean, he brought his Bible, he brought his notebook, he took notes the entire time. Awesome man, awesome, that, that wasn't saved until he was like 30-some years old. And he, his family's there, and he just said, I, I live for church. I live for that uplifting and that encouragement. He said, some of the things I have to see throughout the day, you know, as a state trooper, I need it. 
I need to be uplifted. I need to feel the presence of the Lord. And I do too. Amen. But he said, but I will say this, Dennis. He said, I feel the same thing for you. I don't know why God took you from here and put you where you're at. And he said, I don't know why God took me out of church and put me out there. But he said, I know that there's a cause. I know there's a reason. And he said, I don't know if it's to save a child's life when I'm out there as a state trooper. I don't know if it's to witness to somebody that may never have a chance to know God. But he said, I know that there is a cause. And that touched me. That, that hit me right between the eyes. And it told me that God will never let me down. And that's where this, this scriptures came to me. And it, it, it enlightened me. And it uplifted me. And I had to call pastor and I had to tell him, I had said to say, man, you won't believe this. This is what the Lord touched me and gave me. And it was just awesome to me. But it's not, I know it's not just for me. It's for whoever is going through a situation, a trial, a job loss, a sickness, whatever it is, just know that God may set you down, but he will never, ever, ever let you down. Amen? Amen. It's, it's awesome to know that. Kind of like John the Baptist. <laughs> John the Baptist, you know, here he was, man. He was, he was all that. He was the main speaker all the time. He was the preacher, the forerunner of Christ. He was out there having church, and he was baptizing people in the Jordan, and all of a sudden, Jesus walks up, and he resigns his church and hands it over to, to Jesus, <laughs> and, you know, he steps back. Now, I know that John had to think, well, you know what, I'm just going to be the assistant pastor now, and, you know, Jesus is going to be the main pastor, and, you know, all that. But then all of a sudden, John gets thrown in prison, and he's there, and he's there for a long time. And, he, you know, and that demon of discouragement that jumps on your shoulder every once in a while and says, why am I going through this? Lord, I'm faithful. You know, I pay my tithes. I go to church every Sunday. I teach a home Bible study. I, I'm always faithful. Why am I going through this situation? I'm sure it was talking to John. I know it was because John asked the question. He said, Is, will you send, send a messenger over to him and ask him, are you the one? Are you the real Messiah? Are you the real Jesus? Or should we look for another? <laughs> John the Baptist asked this. But you understand, he was in a situation. He was in a set down at the time. And Jesus sent a message back to him and said, John, the death here, the lame walk, they're being healed. He, but, but then he added something to the end of this, to the very end of that, that scripture. He says, but you got to know that I am faithful and I am Lord. He told him that, you know what? What you're going through is just temporary. It's just a set down. It's not let you down. I will not let you down, John. So look for the open door. 
Know that I am there with you. And that's what encouraged John. And that's what needs to encourage us sometimes. And when the pastor gets up and preach or whoever's speaking and that says, you know what? Be encouraged. Be of good faith. Be of good cheer. Know that I am with you always. That's what he's telling us. Don't dwell on your circumstance. <laughs> it's not always easy to do, but it's don't dwell on that downtime, that, that valley. Know, keep your eyes looking up because he is always there and he is always there to encourage us. Amen? Amen. Um, let's see. I'm skipping right through my notes here. Then, I, I, as I was reading, I was thinking, who else gone, has gone through a situation in the Bible that can encourage me? Who, who else went through something that, um, Lord, show me someone else? You know, like everybody else, sometimes I doubt. <laughs> Even when he shows me scripture, you know, you, you want some other, another answer. You want another uh, circumstance. And then I thought of, of David and how David brought was bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to uh, Jerusalem. And it was, a, it was a very, the Bible says it was a very noble thing that he was doing. And, and they were worshiping and they were dancing the entire time that they were bringing the Ark of the Covenant uh, back to Jerusalem. But then all of a sudden, there was a screeching halt to the parade. And, you know, the man touched the Ark and God smote him dead. And the Bible says that David was displeased displeased. He was very upset. He was thinking, God, why did you do that? He got up, he got mad at God. You know, God, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing a good thing. You know, I, I'm bringing the ark back to the home, home capital, the home city, you know, where it should be. And you did that. The Bible says that David was so displeased that he put the ark of the covenant in, in a house along the roadside. The house of Obadiah, who, who, who was a Hittite. He, was, you know, he wasn't an uh, Israelite at all. And he put the Ark of the Covenant in that house. And he went back to his palace and he pouted. And he pouted. For three months he stayed there and he pouted. And then all of a sudden he heard that there was the house of Obadiah was being blessed. Well, you know, I wonder how that made him feel. Well, David could have got bitter and he could have got worse, but he didn't. He said, you know what? God was trying to tell me something. The house of Obedidim was, it was getting blessed and, and you know, the, the crops were growing and, and they, the, the, calves were ha the cows were having calves and, and uh, you know, everything was going on in the house of Obedidim and he knew that there was a blessing going on. He realized right then that that set down that he was going through was not a letdown by God. It was just that, a set down. And it was temporary. And so, you know, he changed his perception of the way what was going on, of what was happening to him right then. He changed that perception. And, you know, he, he realized that it was the ark. It wasn't him and what he was doing. It was the ark that was bringing the blessing. Amen? It was the ark that had the blessing in it, and it was God that was giving that, that blessing. I, I'm just trying to tell us, tell me, and this is what God was telling me, that there are times when we're going to have 
set downs. And in those set downs, God is trying to tell us that you just need to slow down. Slow down, see what's going on around you, and know that I am God. And that you don't have all the answers, Dennis. That I don't have all the answers. And now that's tough for a man, especially, to realize because we're proud. We're, we, I'm, I'm very proud. I like to take pride in what I do. If I work at something, I take very much pride in it. So I'm a very proud person as a man. But I don't always have all the answers. And that's hard for me to admit that sometimes. That, you know, when, when my child comes up to, to, to me and says, Dad, why did you lose your job? It's hard for me not to have an answer and say, well, you know, just because, <laughs> you know. But it, it's, it, it, it's, God does that sometimes to slow us down and say, Lord, I may not have all the answers, but you do. And I don't know why I'm going through this, but you do. And I know that there is a cause for it. And I got to trust in you. And that's what I want my kids to see. Because it's not always going to be peachy out there for them either. It's not always going to be a bed of roses that they're walking on. And they're going to have to walk on some ice sometimes and up some valleys and, and down some hills. And they're going to have to realize that, you know what? It's just a set down. That they have a God that can bring them through it and help them through it. Amen? Without him and without the hand of the Lord and the presence of the Lord in our lives, we can't make it. And I don't see how people do it out there. You know, I really don't. I don't see how they go through those trials and I see why there's so many suicides and, and so many problems out there. Because they don't know the presence. They don't know what the presence of the Lord is. They don't know who the answer comes from. But I'm glad I do today. I'm glad I know where the presence comes from and my help comes from. Amen. Bible says he set him down, Ezekiel down in the valley of dry bones. And he set him down in a bad situation, didn't he? He set him down in a valley of dry bones. Very, very dry. And when you look at your situation sometimes, it seems dry. There was times when I was driving back and forth to southern Illinois that uh, it was dry in my vehicle, that I didn't feel the presence of the Lord. Even with my gospel tape on or my message being preached, you know, a, a Lee Stone King message from years ago or, you know, whoever, I was listening, I was trying but it was, it was dry in that vehicle. But I know that there was just a temporary situation. I didn't know it at the time that I was going through it. I really didn't. I really didn't know why I was going through it. But now that I look back at it, I see that there was a cause in it. Um, every now and then, God wants you to see a situation or a problem that you don't have the control over. And when you get in that situation, if you're willing, and this is, this is the whole key to this whole, this whole message, we have to be willing to say, God, I can't do it on my own. I can't fix it myself. 
I can't heal myself. I can't make myself happy. But you can. When, when you say, I can't, and you can, that's when he takes over the situation. That's when he takes control of the situation. When you say, I can't, and you put it in his hands, that's when everything changes. Everything from that point on changes. And that's the, the, that scripture, the, in the scripture it says, and, and he asked Ezekiel a question, and he said unto, unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And probably the, one of the, the smartest answers that anybody could ever answer, and he, and he said, I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. He's saying, I don't have an opinion in this. I, I, I'm not even going to say, but all I know is, you know, God. Not me. I'm not even going to try to answer this one because I'm looking around and I'm seeing there's dry bones everywhere. And I know that I can't do this on my own. But with your help, you know. I don't know, but you know. And right then, God took control of that situation. He saw he had Ezekiel in a spot where he could change everything. He said, not my will, but your will be done, is basically what he was saying. And how many times do we need to say that? We need to say that every day when we wake up. God, I don't know what you're gonna direct my path today. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know who I'm gonna come in touch with today. But whoever it is, Lord, use me. Not my will, but your will be done. Use me, Lord, today to touch somebody, to be a blessing to somebody. And it's not always easy when you didn't sleep that night, when you have a headache when you wake up in the morning or you're not feeling well or the kids didn't sleep or the kids were sick throwing up or, you know, but you know what, that's, that's part of life. It, it's not always gonna be easy. But you know what, if we wake up and we say, Lord, not my will, but your will today, use me, use me in my tiredness, in my, in my lack of sleep, in my not feeling well, whatever it is, God, use me. And that's the way I want to be. I'm, I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. I'm trying every day. Lord, use me today. Whatever it is, God, I want to be used by you. Ezekiel said that. And when he said that, he, God used him. And he told him to speak to those bones. And those bones started coming together. And in God, there was a wind that came across that valley then. And, it, you know, the, the skin came on those bones. And the breath came in those bones. And they became an army that could be used by God for his glory. And that's what Ezekiel said when he said that answer, when he gave him that answer. He was giving God the glory. It's not for Dennis. The glory's not for me. It's for God. Lord, use me that you would receive glory. Use me that someone else might be helped. So your set down is not a letdown. It's just a temporary situation that you're going through that God is gonna use you. And remember, there's always a cause there's always an, a, a cause of why you're going through it. You may not be able to see it at the time, but that cause is he wants you to open up and say, God, 
let your will be done. Use me in the situation that I'm in. And I believe that he will use you. He's never, ever let me down. And I don't know a one person here that can raise their hand and say he's ever let you down because he won't. His word says that he is faithful. Amen? He's an awesome God. Can we stand this morning? Let's have close with a word of prayer. I want to thank everybody for, like I said from the beginning, allowing us to be a part of this church. Um, we're not perfect, so don't look for perfect perfection. We're growing. I just want to be used by God. And that's, I'm, I'm, I'm just thankful that um, we found a church that is, is a believing church that believes in the word of the Lord. And I found a pastor and a church family that will love us in spite of our faults, in spite of our failures. Amen. Amen. Let's bow. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for all your blessings to us. We thank you for your word, O oh God, that gives us instruction, that gives us direction, and helps us to realize that you love Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.